Thank you for tuning into the Walk in Truth Radio Network broadcast. Grab your Bible, get settled, and let's walk through the Word of God together. Let us now reason together and listen to see what God is saying to us today. Hello, this is Pastor Jay of Walk Truth Radio Network with your encouraging word for today. We are learning how to endure to win. How and what we must endure to win. What are the key steps to winning through endurance? We're coming out of 2 Timothy chapter 2, verses 1 through 4. So get your Bible, sit down for this few minutes, and let's dive deep into the Word of God. If you got your Bibles, let's go. 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 1. You then, my child, be strengthened by the grace that is in Christ Jesus and what you have heard from me in the presence of many witnesses in, in, in trusting to faithful men who will be able to teach others also. Share in the suffered, suffering as a good soldier of Christ Jesus. No soldier gets entangled in the civilian affairs or pursuits since its aim is to please the one who has enlisted him or the one who has sent him. So we want to look at these characteristics. We want to go over this. Let's look at verse one real closely. Paul is giving Timothy the order, the source to where his power and his strength come from and what it is. A lot of times we look at the resources as our strength versus the source who give us, gives us the resources. So Paul is trying to put Timothy in the mind that to win, to go forward, to, to move forward in the gospel, he must understand truly where his source comes from. And it says, he says, you a child be strengthened by the grace that is in Christ Jesus. The power is in Christ Jesus. The power is in the gospel. All that the saint needs is placed in Christ Jesus. And when you are placed in Christ Jesus, it's not a matter of where you are. It's about understanding what you have in Christ Jesus. So right now, if there's one thing you need to understand is your strength comes from being in Christ Jesus. Now you think about, well, what does that mean? Think about it real slowly. Christ Jesus conquered sin, the death, and the grave. And he promised that you will be sitting in heavenly places with him. He said he would never leave you nor forsake you. He said he would be a light unto your foot, light, a light unto a lamp unto your feet, and a light unto your path. He will be the perfect propitiation for your sin. And all those placed in Christ Jesus by the power of the gospel will have strength to endure the flesh, the devil, and the world. And he says, once you understand this strength, you have been given the ability to, to entrust to faithful men the gospel, which is the power of God under salvation for those who believe. You have the instruction to take that grace of the gospel and then share it with not just anybody, not just everybody, but share it with faithful men 
who will teach others. Now, this is a pastoral epistle. So that's why he says you are to instruct faithful men, men that have shown the faith that I've shown you, men that have demonstrated the faith that you have, and men that show that they are serious in the consideration of the gospel to the point that they are saved and their whole desire and their calling is to preach the gospel, teach the gospel, say the gospel so others can be saved. Now, also the general calling of all saints to be able to articulate what they believe has happened to them, their salvation. So not only are you going to teach faithful men who will teach others, but you will also spread the gospel to others who are faithful and who come to Christ. And the gospel for the saint is to build them up. The gospel for the sinner is to save them. Isn't it an awesome thing that the same word that cuts them to the quick and makes them ask what I must do to be saved is the same gospel that raises them into the new birth, into the new life, in the vicarious death of Christ and being raised with him. And we will reign with him because of this. This is an awesome thing. So we need to think about this. Our source is Christ. Once we understand our source, the power is grace. And it gives us the authority and the responsibility to spread the gospel to faithful men who will teach others and to everyone that we can gain an audience with. Paul goes on to say, he says, and then after that, we know where it comes from. We know the power of grace. And now we must humble ourselves and share in the sufferings. Verse three. Share in the sufferings as a good soldier of Christ Jesus. Now what we see is through Christ, we become enlisted in his army. And Paul is using military terms to get his point across. And then in further, he's going to use athletic terms to get his point across. So he's saying, look, for those of us who are in Christ Jesus, we are have been handpicked by God, especially by God to have this power of grace that is in Christ Jesus in us that we may be bold enough to go out and preach the gospel and share in the sufferings that the gospel causes. So you got to think about this in context. There is a level of suffering that happens when you share the gospel. There's a level of suffering that happens when you come to Christ. A lot of times the gospel is preached in a way that tells people that their sufferings will stop once they come to Christ. And that's not the gospel. As a matter of fact, we're going to see that when truly you have the gospel message in you, your sufferings are just beginning. Whether you're the preacher who was called or the pew sitter who was saved, sometimes what happens with some of the new saints, because of the way they've been explained the gospel, that they don't understand the purpose for the gospel is to deliver them from the fate of their sin and to sanctify them into Christ Jesus. And that's the process of growing in the knowledge of Christ. But by the, by the sin nature, your problems are just beginning. For instance, you may have a problem that's sinful before you come to Christ. But once you come to Christ, because you have an alternative way to look at it, you are a new creature, that sin that you're still carrying it has been forgiven. It has been paid for. So there's no penalty, but it's still there in your flesh. It becomes magnified and you think 
that is getting worse when really it was bad beforehand, but now you have something to compare it to and you see how sinful it is and the weight of it is bearing on you and you don't understand. Why do I feel worse and not better? Because that, that the Holy Ghost is showing the magnitude of what sin does and how it hurts you, how it separates you and keeps you from having the relationship with God that you want. So it feels bad. And all you have to do, and I'm going to say this, it sounds easy, but it is, it's is—it's the journey. You have to trust God and give it over to the Holy Spirit and learn your word so you can combat and fight that temptation. You're going to have temptation still because of the war that's going on inside of you. The new creature versus the old man. And some of you and most of us have been living with the old man longer than the new creature creature that's in us, the new creation that's in us, the new birth, the Holy Spirit, you know, Christ in us, the hope of glory. You have to build that up. That's why we call you baby saints. You have to build that strength up so you can have the ability not to combat the sin that's out here in the world, but the sin that lies within you that you have to do with the sin that you've been saved from is still trying to work to gain foothold on you. But guess what? The Bible says that that sin has no more dominion over you. So you must share in the sufferings like a good soldier. We're all in this together. So you don't have to suffer alone. That's the beauty about this. Even though the weight is, is coming on you, you can we can all bear some of your burden. We can all bear some of your burden. Sometimes it's just to listen to you. So oftentimes it's to give you some word of encouragement. Oftentimes it's to give you some word of instruction. It may be even to rebuke you. But it's never to tear you down. It's to build you up and un let you understand that you have access by grace. You have the strength. You have the power because you're placed in the power source, which is Christ Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Verse four. Then it says, no soldier who, and I'm going to use my interpretation, no soldier who gets this, gets their assignment from God entangles himself or gets involved in the things of this world because his pursuits, his goal is to please the God, the commander who sent him, the one who saved them, the one who died for him. Your pursuit, your love, your whole focus now is to, to, to receive the saying from your savior, well done, good and faithful soldier, servant. See, your motive has changed. See, grace doesn't mean you do what you want to do. It means that you have learned through the strength of the grace that your desires and motives have changed towards Christ. So as a good soldier, you want to please your commander. You want to please your lieutenant, your captain, your general, so-and-so up all the way to the president. But see, we have one person that we want to please is Christ Jesus. And you learn how to please him, please him by diligently seeking him by faith. So Paul was trying to give us a visual of what it's like to be a Christian. One, we are strengthened by God. Two, we're, we, we, we have the responsibility and authority to share the gospel to each other. Three, that our disposition is that we, we share in the sufferings of each other because it's going to come with this gospel, that we share in the sufferings, that we, that we move as 
soldiers and that we don't entangle ourselves with this world. James 126 and 127, the B part of 127 tells us that, that we are to stay unstained from the world. We need to work on with the power of the Holy Spirit and the word of God within us to avoid, to stay away from things that entangle us back into the flesh that we have been delivered from. And that's where it gets hard because that sin that didn't bother you, but made you feel uncomfortable. Maybe you didn't want to get out. Maybe you enjoyed it. It's now magnified and it's a burden to you. And you may still have a desire, but your desire to please God is stronger than your desire to serve selfish sin. And Paul understood that and you're going to suffer for that. Not only are you going to suffer internally, but you're going to also suffer externally. And it's and Paul uses military terms, but if we go to Philippians chapter 3, verse 13 and 14, say, brothers, I do not consider that I have made it my own. I haven't made it yet. I haven't made it yet. I, I, I can't grasp all that God has done for me. In the beginning parts of uh, Philippians chapter three, Paul gives his 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 gospel experience, his 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 uh, 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 salvific experience, and he, and with that, in comparison to where he was religiously and sanctimoniously, he found a savior, and he says, "All that I valued, I counted all as nothing to know the surpassing knowledge of Christ and the power of the resurrection." See, your, your desires have changed. His desire before was to be a pious Pharisee, to know the law and believe that he was doing God's will. But when he met Jesus, Jesus said, you're not doing my will. And I'm going to show you. He even told him, just like we read, the sufferings. He's going to show him how much he must suffer for the sake of the gospel. There is a suffering for those who are called to ministry. There's a laboring, there's an enduring, but you're going to win. See, the key is you're going to win. But he said, but one thing I do know, see, we always get to that but God moment. Paul is saying, no matter what I've gone through, I can't claim it my own, but there's one thing I do know. There's one thing I know. There's one thing I do. And see, once you come to the gospel, the sufferings become are real, but they come they are more like feelings. Because as you know, through the suffering, your character is built to carry the gift. I'm gonna say that again. You suffer to build your character so you can carry the awesome gift of the gospel. That the outside world, like he said in, in Timothy, you will not be entangled with that. So he says, but one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind. I what? I strain forward to what lies ahead. I press on toward the goal for the what? Prize of the what? Upward call of God in Christ Jesus. So I begin to forget what's behind. The good, the bad, the ugly. What I thought was good compared to Christ, it's bad. What I thought was bad is really bad. 
But compared to knowing the true and living God, I understand the suffering I must go through and each suffering I go through that I conquer, I forget it and keep pressing forward because I'm mission motivated, oriented and inspired because what Christ has given all of us to do, we can only do if we're strengthened by grace and endure the hardship that comes from carrying the gospel. You should be suffering, not only through yourself, but suffering with the plight of sinful people who are blinded by their sin. And you have such a desire to get them saved that you wouldn't take the chance to die like Stephen for the sake of the gospel. Where's that kind of gospel preaching nowadays? Everybody's preaching into somebody's flesh, telling you that you are a winner, telling you that you're going to get this, telling you don't get that. How does this gospel and what we just read in 2 Timothy and now Philippians 3 match what's being said in your church? Are you getting taught the fact that you're going to suffer for the sake of the real gospel or it's about attaining more, getting more, having more of these worldly things? We're saved unto good works. We're not necessarily saved unto good things because he said, if you love the world and the things in it, you are an enemy of God. But if you are a true preacher and teacher and follower of Christ and you willing to stand on the gospel, which is the power of God for those of us who believe and those who will believe, then you are a light into the world. Then you are letting God be a lamp unto your feet and a light into your path. It doesn't make a difference where God sends you because you are mission focused like a soldier and you are willing to endure the sufferings that it takes. So you can press on, you press on no matter what. You forget what's behind. Yesterday is gone. God woke me up today, whatever I suffered yesterday. I may not have to suffer today, but there's a new suffering that builds my character in Christ. There's a new cross to bear every day, yours and somebody else's. There's something that God wants you to do and understand about this walk with him. As much as we suffer, we rejoice because it builds our character and our strength and helps us endure to win. You have already won. You just need to walk it out. Some of you will have material wealth. Well, some of you want. But a gospel that doesn't preach the gospel of salvation of the sin-sick soul is not a gospel at all. It's just inspirational, motivational. And again, once that runs out, make sure you're landing on your salvation. While you're suffering, don't worry about your bag. Don't worry about the things of this world. Worry about are you able to endure the hardness of life like a good soldier, like Paul did, like Peter did, like John did like James did. Can you endure? Will you endure? Even Paul talked about it in 2 Corinthians. Go, go, Just briefly go to 2 Corinthians and I'm not going to read it, but I want you to start at verse 24. And Paul begins to talk about all the specific sufferings he had to go through. He said, five times I have received at the hands of the Jews, his brothers and sisters in piety, 40 
lashes. Less one. Think about what he just said. Five times at the hands of the Jews, he received 40 lashes. And I'm just going to use that one. Five times Paul was stripped, barebacked, and received 40 lashes minus one. That's 200 strokes. Not because Paul stole anything. Not because Paul committed adultery. Not because Paul lied on somebody. Not because he blasphemed um, 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 God. Not because he, he was doing something that was salacious. But I guess he was doing some lashes. He was preaching Christ and him crucified. And that angered the Jews because he was telling them that you killed your Messiah, that you need to fall on your face and ask for forgiveness and repent and be saved. But for what he was teaching to not only to the Jews, he was teaching to the Gentiles that Jesus Christ was their savior too and was saying that there's no difference between Jew or Gentile, that we all need the Savior, and the only one is Jesus Christ. And the Jews said, even if Jesus is the Savior, he's our Savior. He can't be their Savior. But then Peter had the experience with Cornelius and saw the Holy Spirit fall on them like it fell on them at Pentecost. Are you truly called to endure this thing? This is not to be taken lightly. This is real life in Christ Jesus. You have this power. You have this power of grace to endure. Even when Paul said, I got an ailment and it needed to be removed, but God said it was sent by Satan to buffer him, to keep him humble. And it's in our suffering through with humility that our power is strong. Paul goes on to say, man, if anybody deserved to be weak, I am weak. And therefore I boast more in my weakness because as I may be weak in the flesh and go through these fleshly sufferings and the stress of the church, for some reason or another, by the power of the grace of God, I still continue to press on because that's what I've been called to do. And I endure this hardness, this life, this, this change, this, this new creation that goes totally against the world. And all this in it, I endure it for the love of God because I know how good the Savior is because he saved a wretch like me. Now that's the gospel. Man needs a Savior. And man needs men and women who are willing to stand on the word and just preach and teach the word of God and the gospel of grace. No tricks, no gimmicks, no Old Testament rituals but standing on the word because people are hurting in their sin. It might be drug addiction. It might be alcoholism. It could be sexual sin. It could be greed. It could be gluttony. It could be everything, but those are the fruits of the sin. And we spend too much time glorifying and trimming the fruit versus digging, digging, dealing with the root. We need to lay the ax of the gospel at the root of sin. You need a savior that paid the price for your sin that God accepts. No more idolatry, no more imagination, no more substituting red ribbons for the blood of Jesus. 
No more of that. No more worshiping God with your imagination and doing the way you think versus the way he prescribed. You have to endure the hardness. No more pastors looking to fill their sanctuary to, so they can end up being people pleasers, to, 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 to brag to other men and women of God or how many people they have. But what about the one who was standing alone and preaching the gospel to one person, to two people, to 10 people? What about them? They don't get no press. They don't get nobody coming talking to them. They don't get none of that. What they get is the suffering. And I want to encourage those who are suffering to preach and teach the gospel and those who are suffering that are the saints of God through the gospel. You're going to endure and you're going to win because there's a crown of glory waiting on you. There is a robe of righteousness and you already have the garment of salvation. This is waiting on you. And the final thing you'll hear, because you haven't entangled yourself or you have detangled yourself from the affairs of this world. There's a word that you're looking to hear. Because Jesus Christ in you, the hope of glory for everyone else that will listen. Good and faithful servant. Job well done. This is Pastor Jay of Walk Truth Radio Network. I always want you to be encouraged, blessed, and at peace. And remember, walk in the truth of the Lord. Please check us out this Sunday, 8.30, live on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter on our Walk Truth Radio Network pages. If this has been a blessing to you, continue to pray for us as we pray for you. I thank you, I bless you, and continue to love God, love life, and love each other. Peace. Peace.